morning, everyone. On this Sunday morning, we give thanks to God that we can be together to worship our sovereign Lord and Savior. We warmly welcome all guests who are joining with us this morning. May we be encouraged by the good news of the gospel message today. We welcome to our congregation, Andrea Moe, who comes to us with an attestation from the Redeemer United Reformed Church at Lacombe. Welcome, Andrea. May you be a blessing to our congregation and us to you. There is a consistory meeting scheduled for Monday, January 4th, 2021 at 7.30. All matters for the agenda must be received by the clerk of consistory by Monday, December 28th, 2020. In light of the current health order, those in attendance are reminded to practice physical distancing and not to gather in social groups in the foyer. This will allow those needing to leave the building to have a clear path to the exit. For those in attendance, we are asking for volunteers after the worship service to assist with wiping down the sanctuary. If you are able to lend a hand, please wait outside the sanctuary doors for further instruction. This morning's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Van Spronson, and in worship, preparation for worship, we will praise our God with the singing of hymn 18, stanza one. Let us rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We'll sing together now Psalm 89, stanzas 2. 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. 
now submit our lives to the ten words of the covenant. We read the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. God speaks all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. As we hear these Ten Commandments, also not to take the name of the Lord in vain, we reflect on each one of those words and our own sins as we commit these desires, we have these desires to, to break these commandments. And we come before the Lord in confession, and our prayer of confession will be sung uh, in Psalm 32, where we confess before the Lord, and we also receive the assurance of God that he forgives our sins, and we can sing songs of deliverance with a cheered spirit as we turn to Jesus Christ. So we'll do this Confession and receive absolution with the singing of Psalm 32, stanzas 2 and 3.
join together in prayer. We'll pray for the needs of the congregation and also ask the Lord for the illumination of the Spirit. Let us pray. Lord God, Almighty, songs of deliverance fill our hearts. We thank you, O Lord, for the assurance of the forgiveness of our sins in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you that we may also know that we are your people, that you hold us in your loving hands, that you care for us and love us. Even as we sang together that when we face many different things that afflict us, you, O Lord, are a shelter and you protect us. You hear our prayers, you hear our supplications. This morning, O Lord, as a congregation, we are grieving together, also together with Doug and Jenny Tams. We're grieving that in your wisdom you've taken their unborn son Atticus to yourself. We pray for Doug and Jenny very sad time for their siblings, for their great-grandmother, the baby's great-grandmother, Kuntz, for aunts and uncles and other relatives. Lord, we pray that you will surround this family and, and also each one of us as we together remember different times in our lives when Little babies were died before they were born or died in young, at a young age. Children, parents we know, were taken away from us here to be with you in heaven. And our hearts are saddened, O oh Lord, as we reflect how each day we must see the consequences of the fall into sin and rebellion of sinners against you. We know that this is not how you made the world to be. We know that this is related to the very sins that we just confessed together that because of the fall into sin, there are now many occasions for weeping, tears, and sorrow. Lord, we thank you that in you there is new life. There's new life today. There's new life forever. We pray that this gospel comfort of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our great shepherd, that his resurrection, the guarantee of eternal life in him may be a great comfort to all of us as we, we grieve together, but especially for Tomorrow for Doug and Jenny Tams and their family around them when they bury Atticus' body. Lord, we turn to you praying for that comfort, that assurance, that peace. We also pray for Dita and Corny Malifsta receiving news of the death of Dita's oldest brother, Gus Vinandel, Carmen. 
We ask that you will surround this family also with that comfort. We grieve, but not with those who do not have hope. We thank you that as we again turn to your word, we're, we're able to hear the assurance, that wonderful gospel, that our Savior, our Lord, Jesus Christ, is a king, an eternal king. Not a king who is separate from us, but a king who pays attention to us, who loves us, like a shepherd. We thank you, Father, that in this gospel we may find hope and comfort. We put our trust in you. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will work powerfully in our hearts by your Spirit to enlighten our minds, to illumine our hearts so we may understand what we are reading and be able to also think about the consequences for our lives. We pray that you will strengthen your servant in this place who is proclaiming this gospel. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we'll read together uh, from 2 Samuel chapter 7 and then also Luke chapter 1. We've seen how the line of our Lord Jesus Christ, he traced his human ancestry through Adam and Eve and that promise in Genesis 3 through Abraham and then also through Judah, the lion of the tribe of Judah and now the perhaps most well-known connection to David. We'll look at that today. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now when the king lived in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. That same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more as formerly, from, that, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, 
and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure for forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come, and this is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have brought about all this greatness to make your servant know it. Therefore you are great, O Lord God. For there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people Israel, the one nation on earth whom God went to redeem to be his people, making himself a name, and doing for them great and awesome things by driving out before your people, whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, a nation and its gods. And you established for yourself your people Israel to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. And now, O Lord God, confirm forever the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, and do as you have spoken. And your name will be magnified forever, saying, the Lord of hosts is God over Israel, and the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. We'll also read together Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. 
And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. As far as the reading of Scripture, we'll now sing together uh, one place in the Old Testament where that promise of 2 Samuel is repeated. That's found in Psalm 132. And many times in that psalm, and we're just singing a few of the stanzas where that's referred to. The same with Psalm 89 is another psalm where we get to choose just a few stanzas, the many references to that promise. So we'll sing Psalm 132, stanzas 6, 7, and 10. <laughs> 